Oh, how's it, everybody? Harry Hukilas coming to you live from Hawaii. Going to give you the surf report for the Billabong Pipe Master stuff tomorrow. Uh, the boys bringing out the big guns. Yeah, oh, we like those big guns. Because going to be some big surf over there at the pipeline. They're going left tomorrow. I like that left side because it's more ono, yeah? So everyone, make sure they pay attention uh, to the incoming surf because it's going to be so powerful, yeah? I like the powers. So everyone enjoy the first day of the contest because it's going to be so exciting. And Harry Hukalao will come talk to you later. Aloha! Dude, just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Carve Up Show where we talk about everything surf and then some, and then we carve you up when we talk to you about it. Uh, plenty to talk about on today's show. Let me tell you, there's so much going on in the world of surfing. We've got our special guest in the studio, of course, Perth Stanley from Bondi. We've got Will Weber up in our studios, way up in the uh, northern part of New South Wales. We've got Shooter and, of course, our Silky producer. Well, Silky. But, boys, so much going on in the state of Hawaii and in the sport of surfing. This is the end of the road, the end of the season where uh, careers are on the line, contracts are in front of you and can be ripped out from right right beneath you. But uh, more importantly, we want to open the show, guys. Um, yesterday, um, you know, surfing is such a small fraternity, a big brotherhood, if you like, a big family, a big ohana. Yesterday, we witnessed, um, for those of us here in Australia, Evan Geiselman suffered a horrific wipeout at Pipeline, the 22-year-old Floridian, um, took a, a big set wave and went straight to the bottom. And thank God for uh, Andres, both a two-time world bodyboarding champion, for being there, actually giving him mouth-to-mouth, fellas, and reviving and saving his life. It looks like Evan will make a full recovery, but our thoughts and prayers from the Carve-Up Show go out to him and his family. Um, Evan, if you are listening to the Carve-Up Show, which well, you probably are. Yeah, why of course, of course. Um, we're thinking of you, buddy, and, and uh, we look forward to seeing you back on the board and, and charging there at Pipeline uh, very soon. But, gentlemen, let's jump straight into the show. Yesterday. History was made at a place called Jaws, and for a good reason. What an amazing day. I don't know about you, fellas, but uh, I was glued to my computer screen and TV yep. all day. Yeah, I was I was stuck by the TV. I started on the computer in the morning, and then I realized it was on Fox, so I, st- I stayed all day and watched it at home. But, look, I was lucky enough to see Greg Long's uh, barrel where he just pulled in that clothes out live, and it was the most amazing thing. I, I had my seven-year-old daughter. I said, come and have a look at this. I've never seen, like, the drop. I, I mean, how big was that, 40 foot? Something like that. It you was know. crazy. And then to pull in like that, it was just unbelievable. It was some of the most death-defying takeoffs I've seen, you know, in surfing. Mate, I, I had Brother Ben come running in with a long neck at about three in the arvo going, chuck your computer on, have a look at this stuff. And one of those takeoffs, man, we went, the first boot, we went, that's 10 feet he's fallen, that's 20 feet he's fallen, that's 30 foot. How big is that? What's the time zone like up there in Angaria? Three in the arvo, it was all over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't, know, I didn't know what was going check, on. Check on your computer. Is there no televisions up there? I even know what's going on. <laughs> no Foxtel for you up there. Yeah, and, boys, there were some gnarly wipeouts too. Carlos Burl got sucked oh, over the falls. A couple of times. Oh, mate. I, I just uh, – I remember talking to Shane Horan when he first started surfing Jaws, you know, back in the day, and he's telling us the story about the two-wave hold-down he got where he thought he was going to die. So what these guys are doing, Mark Matthews shattered his shoulder – 
Uh, you know, there's some probably some sore bodies uh, after yesterday's event. You just want to ask Perth, like, for me, 12 months ago, you wouldn't even think that blokes would be paddling into that wave. It's always been known as a, a bit of a towing wave. But uh, these, they're, they're sort of a, they're, they're a different breed, these blokes, aren't they, that, that are doing this stuff? So, I mean, you probably know a few of them, Perth, and what sort of wags are they? Um, they are and they aren't. You know, like I used to spend, well, this is the first year I'm not spending the winter with them, but I'm usually spending the whole of the winter with them in Hawaii, and um, they're just normal guys. Like with big balls, cigarettes and <laughs> elephantitis, drink beers and muck around. They're just every every day guys, but they're just psychopaths. Is it something you'd do, mate? Would you take on that kind of swell? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you'd have to put yourself in that position and then get a flotation vest and all the rest of it and see what happens. I mean, what kind of prep work are these guys doing? I don't know, Shamu. You, I know you've probably spoken. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> But look, no, but obviously I know Mark does a lot of breathing uh, exercise and, you know, obviously holding their breaths important, but surely a lot of work is going on behind the scenes oh. to be able to, to, to do what they do. Look, it's a job. It is, it is a job. They have to take it seriously. There's serious consequences for those who don't have the right mindset to let alone paddle into one of these ways commit yourself to dropping over that ledge. And then yesterday, one of the quotes was, normally we wouldn't consider today a paddle surfing day. We'd be getting towed in. I mean, it's just it was just mayhem. But, um, you know, hats off to all those guys who competed. And, and I know, Perth, you off air, you brought up a very good point that uh, – and we're going to carve this one up to Deluxe because we are sitting here in a studio in Sydney, Australia um, – Perth, you made comment that there was no Australians in the field yesterday. Does that surprise you? It does surprise me a lot. You know, we've got we got Matthews and Hippo who are both nuts, and we've seen that well documented all over the world. The stuff that they've done. We've, there's even there's other guys as well. And Chuck Campbell I, in there. I thought there should have been probably three Aussies off the top of my head that should have been in there quite comfortably. They are as nuts as any of them as we saw Matthews take on that wave before the comp even started. He was third alternate, so like really he wasn't getting in. And then I no no hard feelings or anything against any of the guys who competed. It was all amazing. But I did see people sort of not sitting as deep as where Matthews was sitting in the before when the morning started. Like I did see people not in fact, take, putting themselves in the position to take the same waves that he was trying to get. It would be very interesting to get the big wave, Commissioner Peter Mill, um, on the show to talk about the criteria process in which um, these guys are selected. Does it go off ratings? And if so, then you know we'd be put in our place. Shooter, I mean, Will and Shooter, would you guys agree? I mean, it's a good point. No Australians Absolutely. in the field is is, and you said Jamie Mitchell. You know he's he's ridden one of the biggest waves in the world. I mean, isn't I would I would think that's part of the criteria. And he was in the field. He was in the last big wave event. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, he was in the Zare. I remember yeah. he took off on a wave there. Well, your thoughts? Look, there should be an equal amount. Or you know, five from Australia, five from the states. You know, obviously not every country's got five great guys, but man, it's got to be more equal. There's obviously some weird way that this thing's been put together. Ever since I've watched it begin, um, it looks like a very private little club at the moment. Well, the only international in the f in well in the final uh, we saw was Gabriel Villaran from Peru. He undoubtedly should have been yeah. there. He definitely charged it. So it's a good, 
topic or debate, something that I'm sure will be brought up uh, in the post event. But look, you know, all credit to those guys. There were some serious wipeouts. Dave Wassel, absolutely <laughs> obliterated. He was just cheese on the taco. <laughs> you know, I love that guy. <laughs> you know, and, and it was just amazing. Carlos Burley, and then of course uh, Mark Matthews actually suffered a shattered shoulder, so he was uh, Instagramming from the hospital. And that wave of Shane Dorian's before the competition got underway. That one early in the morning where yeah. it, where the the wind got that under his board, and he sort of free fell twice before he before his board sort of locked into the wave, you know. It was amazing. That was huge. Boys, we haven't celebrated the guy who won the, the event, Billy Kemper, in the final. Like just that was a giant wave. Got barreled, got a got another wave uh in the final as well. I think he was the only guy to really get two good scoring waves. But early in I think in his first round he got barreled well, I forget who it was if it was him or might have been Abby Leia. Yeah. Got a solid barrel, mate. It was well, unbelievable. Well, I, can't, it... I can't believe none of you blokes have taken me to task about Albie Leia running second. Now you remember a couple of episodes back that I bagged him about being the wave pool champion? <laughs> <laughs> I said he's got nothing else. Well, <laughs> you, you know what's surprising about the, the, how it all ended up with Albie Leia in second and Billy Kemper, another Maui local, winning it is, you know, when you got guys like Ian Walsh, who's also a local, and then Greg Long, who's a former big wave champion uh, alongside Shane Dorian, who finished in last. You can see the emergence of the new school big wave chargers. And but Billy Kemper and Albie Lair can also ride and, and compete and do well in small waves as well. So talk about well roundedness. I think both those guys and Albie Lair was a former junior ch- uh, runner up champion. And then they, they both live at the top of the cliff. They both yeah. live a stone's throw so from the break. Is, you is know? it a surprise that those guys kind of dominated out there? I mean, when you can beat someone like Shane Dorian, who is one of the best hellmen on the, on the planet. It's a pretty big feat. And what Perth said as well, just going back to that, he said, um, you know, some of the guys like Mark and that were sitting right inside. Well, that, that's exactly what happened with Shane Dorian and, and Greg Long. The, the, a couple of other guys chose to sit a bit closer inside and did get a couple of those bombs. But those two just sat out the back waiting for the big ones that sort of never came in the final. Because that was one thing I noticed when I was watching the event. It was slowing down. And those boys were sitting on the West Bowl, picking yeah. off the dangerous sort of barrelly heavy ones. And then you got... Ian Walsh and everyone sitting out the back getting the big, the big, big ones. ones yeah. And they just didn't come in the final, did they, those, those well, nah. big ones? Well, to uh, round it all off, boys, before we go to our first break of the show, um, those guys knew that the swell was a dying sort of swell, so they should have taken that into consideration. But it, what's done is done. Congratulations to Billy Kemper yeah. for winning that event and Albie Lair for finishing second place and all of the finalists and all of the guys who competed. We're going to go to a short break. We're going to come right back with more of the Carve Up Surf Show. And we're back with the Carve Up Surf Show, and we have been definitely carving it up, gentlemen. Uh, it's so good to be back in the studio and talking about um, some amazing things that are happening in the world of surfing in Hawaii at, at present. Of course, uh, the last qualifying series, 10,000 series event, just took place at Sunset Beach in some pretty darn good surf. Uh, it didn't get under six, fo- six to eight foot there, and there's a few tens being thrown around. Congratulations to Mick Fanning who yeah. is riding a wave of confidence going into the last uh, WSL event of the season. Boys, um, Perth in particular, Sunset Beach, we've got some new faces on the WSL next year. And, and give us uh, give us your thoughts on, on a few of the guys that you know very well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm psyched to see some of them qualify. Ryan, Davey especially. You know, I've traveled with those boys all year, and it's it's been an up-and-down year for them as well. And... Like Davey ended up getting on with two seconds and that was pretty much all he got. He had a whole heap of like third rounds and fourth rounds. So it's it's nuts to hey, see Perth, like that it's actually can, makeable like that. Perth can Wade sneak in if things go certain ways with the C T guys? 
No, not not as far as I know. I don't think he can make it. I think there's only two that, that can sneak in. That's probably Dusty and um, Stu Kennedy. Kennedy. If um, Miguel Pupo and Kalai and Dino yeah, double qualify. Yep. Um, I don't think things, to be honest, are looking uh, in their favor with the, the forecast, which we'll get to for Pipeline. It, it's looking pretty solid. But um, uh, Perth, you know how what a tough slog it is on, on the road for these guys to – actually, let's talk about Kanoa Igarashi. He's very young to be going and playing with the big dogs. Do you think it's it, it maybe he should have thought about maybe giving up this year, getting some more experience under his belt, or do you think he's ready to get on the tour and match it with these guys, or is he going to go through the same process that Koloe Col- Andino has, or maybe longer to to really find his feet? Um, I it's hard to say before the years even started what's going to happen. A lot of people doubted Italo last year or for this year, and he's definitely shown them. Um, Kanoa. I've never seen him surf anything over four or five foot. So when it comes to the box or Chopu or cloud break, that may show some of his weaknesses. But then again, I've never seen him surf those waves. So maybe he's going to blow us all away and do really well. It's only time will tell, though. The, the WQS this year, uh, I believe it was not the best year for waves across the whole the season. So guys like Kaio or Belly, you know, who, who was the champion, we should celebrate him coming first. You know, how do you see, you mentioned Kainawa there, but how do you see the other guys that did qualify handling the bigger stuff? Um, I can see Kaya doing pretty good. You know, I've, I've known Kaya for quite a few years now and he actually proved in, I think it was France or Portugal, he made a few rounds and had um, Medina on the ropes. Medina needed a high nine to actually beat him and pulled it off with a crazy air reverse at the end of the heat. Well, I think he made the quarters there at sunset as well. And, and look, Jack Freestone's another one. He got a perfect 10 in the early rounds there. He just got a mad barrel through the bowl there at sunset. So obviously they can handle it. Connor Coffin, you probably know him quite well, Shamu. I know he, his house is pretty much out the front of uh, Pipe or Sunset there. Yeah, well, they, you know, they're lucky for them. They they got parents with a little bit of dosh and they got to grow up there right in front of Pipeline. So they're comfortable, the Coffin boys. Um, You know, Jack Freestone two-time junior world champion and, you know, good mate of yours, Perth, and you guys have traveled and surfed against each other. Um, it's good to see him bust bust through the ranks and finally get there because it's, it's a big slog, you know. Last year, this time, you would have been sort of questioning, oh, you know, does he have what it takes, you know, mentally to get there? How, how much mentally is the QS as opposed to, um, I guess, talent-wise? Because you guys are all so close. Yeah, it's, it's really tough. You know, there's always so many different thoughts going through your mind at each event. Like just even the simple travel and having one night to prepare and then your first heat in the morning, that sort of stuff. It, like there's so much behind the scenes stuff that no one actually sees. So it's, it's impressive to see him qualify. You know, he um, really struggled about two years ago and last year he came close and then this year, he just came out guns blazing. Well, just on you, Perth. Perth rocked up to the studio. They covered in brick dust. He's been uh, doing the hard yards <laughs> with Jason Kitzer. He's got blisters on his hands. I'm hoping from handling bricks and nothing else. But, you know, the, the, the whole, uh, I suppose, idea that it's his glamorous lifestyle for, for the, these guys on the QS, I don't think there's anything further from the truth. No, you know what? And I can relate to the dust uh, uh, back when I fell off the tour. <laughs> I bet you can. <laughs> <laughs> chip rock does, chip rock. I can see you laughing on screen there too, Will. But I, I, you think what it does is it, it allows you to appreciate once you do make it, 
and we all know that you got the talent to make it Perth, but it, it allows you to appreciate what you got and not take it for granted. Like a lot of these kids, you know, they get on tour and think their shit don't stink. Well, let me tell you, it, sh it stinks just like mine and yours. But, you know, you're on the tools because your passion is still to, to get there and qualify. Good on you, I say. And it'll make you appreciate that much more when you actually do get there. And I hope you do. Because um, we want to have you on the carve up and carve you up as much as possible. <laughs> but you know, I will say congratulations on your win. You did have a win this season. Thank you. Well, well done in Taiwan, and we're gonna we're gonna grill you a little bit about uh, how good Taiwan really is, so we can all go there and and you know get rid of Snapper Rock. Well, that's what I'm going to ask Perth. I mean, yeah, congratulations on that win. Was that a, an event that you sort of targeted? I mean, you've been to Hawaii in the uh, previous years before that. You've actually had a good result over the Vans World Cup. I think what two thousand and twelve or something like that. But is that an event you targeted to to you know to go obviously go over and win that event? Um, well, any event you travel to, you're going to target to win it. You're not there to get second. But right. I went there because I actually couldn't get into the Vans Triple Crown this year. Like my um, seating was ninety two going into the event, and I think they let forty something Hawaiians in. So I ended up getting pushed out, which was quite frustrating. Traveling all year, sucking up the surf, big waves, and yeah, that have to go somewhere else. Hey, Perth, I heard you did some work with Shane Horan. You um, did some work with Shane training for this comp, is that right? Yeah, did a little bit of work. We Well, we had one session and we mainly just chatted. We didn't really do a lot of heat stuff or like um, performance preparation. It was more just getting in the right headspace to be able to perform as well as I possibly could. Shane and, does know about headspaces. Oh, yes, he's good Good with some headspace. Head noise. <laughs> <laughs> Loud noises. But just to wrap things up, mate, obviously it was a good way to finish the season. I dare say it's not the best one you've had to date, but obviously a good way to finish it. Yeah, it's definitely, mate, I'm stoked. It's got me back to even. I'm out of debt and I'm, I'm happy and let me work to be able to pay for next year's events. So. Does it get, get you back to a better seating, like for the start of next year by winning that event? Hardly. I think I finished at 100, which is still my worst ever result. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope we hope and wish you the best of luck, Perth, in 2016. We know you got the talent to get there. And by being on the tools, you will appreciate what you get in the future. And, and hopefully that gets you really big results because we all know you can win. So uh, congratulations and good luck for next year. Thanks for coming in. Stay with us. We're going to go to a short break. We'll be back with more of the Carve Up Surf Show right after this. So we've got a special guest on the line from Hawaii, my home country, of course. Uh, I don't know how he did it, but he's going to tell us how he did. Tim Mansell is live from the Surfer Pole Awards. Tim, how the hell did you get into that show? Hey, Shmoo. How are you? I uh, Yeah, I, used, I pulled a few strings and I pulled a few names from uh, from the bottom of my uh, uh, souls and said I was part of the carve-up show. And... Um, there you have it. Uh, beautiful Dawn from Surfer Magazine put me, uh, gave me, put me press accreditation. Well, pulling out the carve-up show, well, I thought would have got you escorted off the island for one. <laughs> but somehow you managed to, to trump your way in there. Good stuff. And uh, obviously it's the night of nights of, of surfing period. It's like the Grammys, as I, I like to refer to it as. How's the atmosphere there at the moment? Yeah, well, uh, as, as far as uh, as far as the Grammys of surfing, uh, surfers uh, and commentators, well, the surfers should stick to uh, surfing uh, because the uh, uh, Sunny Garcia was the commentator, the GMC, and uh, well, they need to go to they need to go to speech uh, speech school because uh, 
they, uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't too much verbal verbalization up there. Yeah. Well, that's your last trip to Hawaii, but <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, Sonny, Sonny's a massive fan of the car up show, so uh, you know, get those uh, get those uh, last few mud pies in and uh, little poke bowls because uh, I think the island escorts uh, going to be out for you after, after this one. But now nah, it's all good. Um, who you been most most starstruck by? Well, we we we, uh, we uh, regrettably or uh, inadvertently saw the uh, Evan incident out at uh, Pipeline yesterday, and that was really really scary. Um, full uh, hats off to the uh, the boogie boarder or the I th- think they said he was a um, body surfer, but he did a remarkable job in um, saving poor old Evan because uh, he was right in the impact zone and he stood by him. Uh, through thick and thin, it was an incredible heroic effort by him. And uh, I said to Max, my son, when um, he went underwater, I said he's copped two on the head. He has to come up. And then we lost concentration, and he he copped three on the head. And uh, it was it was really really scary, and um, it was unbelievable. It was uh, it was it was very very scary. And my son was wanting to go out for a surf at. Uh, and uh, he uh, cooled his jets after seeing that and uh, decided to go around a Belsieland after that. Yeah, Tim, it's shooter, mate. Look, obviously that, that incident has taken a, a bit of the gloss off off the night, but what sort of put it back on is the, the big wave event yesterday over at PA at, at Jaws. I mean, there must be a lot of people talking about that tonight as well. Yeah, yeah. There was, uh, it, was, um, it was front and centre on uh, a lot of people's uh, lips and... Uh, it was an incredible uh, effort by Billy Kemper to um, snag those two waves in the uh, final. Um, I only found out today that uh, poor old Mark Matthews uh, dislocated his uh, shoulder uh, out there. Is that correct? Yeah, he did. He shattered his shoulder, actually, and um, you know he's going to be out for a while. But I guess that's the dues you pay when you uh, play in, in waves of, of that size. Now, Timmy, mate. Yeah, well, consequent. Let us... Tell us, mate, uh, the swell report over there. Obviously, you're at the awards night. The event starts or kicks off tomorrow, your time. What's the swell report for the next couple of days? Well, it's uh, it's it's obviously backed off from yesterday a fair bit. Uh, and I say a fair bit. Uh, pipe, uh, we surfed uh, Rocky Point this afternoon. It was probably uh, an Aussie five to six foot. Um, I think it'd be a bit sketchy whether or not they hold the competition tomorrow. Um but I tell you what, if you've got tickets to the uh, Billabong or Quicksilver House at uh, Five Point, you'd be doing well because I saw a lot of catering vans out the back today. Um, and uh, so I, I'm not 100% sure if they'll, uh, they'll, they'll get, get underway tomorrow. Uh, well, good hey, on you. Tim, well, Tim, tell me, spells this, mate. You've gone to the prestigious night using our name. Are you coming back with a goodie bag? Are there any Cartier watches or anything? <laughs> well, I've got surfer hat for everybody. Let me tell oh, you that. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Are you on a table? I don't know. If you're where the no, he's sitting next to Sonny. <laughs> uh, Tim, thank you so you're much for the table. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. We know you're going to enjoy the night. Uh, there's always a lot of shenanigans at the surfer pool, but hopefully the the guys in the uh, pipeline event tomorrow are uh, a little bit more reserved. Save it till after the event, because uh, obviously, as we saw yesterday with Evan Geiselman. It is a wave of consequence. And, you know, enjoy sitting next to Sonny Garcia um, and getting some uh, some tips for on how to, how to surf backdoor and enjoy the rest of the night. Thanks for coming on the show. Fantastic. Thanks, Smooth. All the best. See you, guys.
Take care. There you go. Uh, Tim Monsell there. And obviously, his last trip to Hawaii. <laughs> I'm looking forward to him coming back with the Sonny Garcia interview, mate. <laughs> See what he gets out of that. That's a one, one-on-one. Boys, uh, look, we've all seen the footage of um, the Evan Geiselman incident. And uh, Andrea Boder, I think, was a world champion bodyboarder back in the day. What he did was uh, remarkable. I mean, it's, it's graphic to watch, but, uh, you know, it, it's amazing that he actually survived, boys. Uh, Perth, we've both been out, and uh, Shooter, you, you, you've probably been out there as well. I mean, we've been all out at Pipeline in, in waves of consequence, but what Andre Botha did, the two-time world bodyboard surfing champion, I actually saw the, the footage, I don't know if you guys did, of him yeah. giving him mouth-to-mouth yeah. whilst yeah. in the water. Yeah. How difficult is that? I haven't seen any of the footage. I just saw the wave where he eats it. It's crazy. It's and hard to imagine how he got in there to get to him because there's that much water moving sideways down the beach. You can't even swim with it. Well, like, in, actually, you, when you watch the footage, you see that. Grabbing he, the body. He's blowing air into his mouth. So he's keeping his head above the water. And hitting his chest. Yeah, and, and yeah. just literally blowing. It's remarkable stuff. Just, but like, but like what Perth said as well, like, while he was doing all that, that side, that side drag as well, there was waves coming from every direction. He was still hanging on to him. I mean, it must have been that hard for him to do that while he was giving him mouth-to-mouth, you know, and he was still attached to his board as well. Uh, a few years back, um, uh, I stayed at a house actually right where they pulled up Evan, and that's where when I was with Quicksilver, um, they rent those those series of houses right there, and that's where they uh, brought up Malik Joyu, yep. where he passed away. That little zone right there is infamous from for where you end up. I mean, it's that's the so, deadliest place. It's well, so far down the line from where the actual takeoff zone is, and that just gives you an indication of how radical and how quick that, that current is can actually you, Can moving. you give the listeners a bit more detail? What is it about that part of the reef that, that makes it so dangerous? Is it super shallow or is it coral heads? What is it about further down the reef where the, a lot of people seem to lose their life? I think, uh, Perth, you can chime in here too and and, and, and Shooter or Will, um, if you guys have been in, in sort of that similar position there. But from what I gather, from what I saw, it started off as a beautiful wave. He was right in the deepest part of the pit. And then that north section just came. And what it does is it vortexes. So it, it does pile drive you down to the bottom, whether it's the sand and or if there's still you know reef that's exposed that uh, has been already washed away from the big west swells. But a similar incident where I saw Derek Ho once, he hit the bottom there on a similar type wave and thought he was swimming towards the surface, but he was so um, put out of balance that he was actually swimming down. You could see him going swimming down to the bottom. He was he was just he got smashed. It was crazy, and the lifeguards had to go in there and rush in and get him. So it's pretty crazy. You've had a few heavy wipeouts here, Perth. Yeah, I've had a couple. A few years ago, I um I lost my wetsuit top and my bodies. Yeah, right. It was, <laughs> it was uh, an unfortunate walk up the beach. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Not for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and welcome back to the Carve Up Surf Show, where we are talking all things uh, relevant to the North Shore. We talked about the surf pool, we talked about the horrific wipeout of, uh, of course, Evan Geiselman, and of course, the uh, big wave event that went crazy yesterday. Congratulations again to Billy Kemper. We've got our special guest in the studio, Perth Stanley from Bondi, uh, celebrating his first win of t- 2015 over there in Taiwan. Well done to him, Shooter Silky, and of course, Will up in our studio some way way up north. Uh, boys, let's talk about the last event of the season, the Billabong Pipeline Masters. Probably going to take place tomorrow, uh, looking at the forecast shooter. Looks pretty solid. I hope they do get underway tomorrow because the uh, the forecast is for some huge waves straight up and um, you know probably getting bigger during the day, I think, peaking overnight. So hopefully we'll get right into round one and 
you know, there should be some unbelievable surfing getting done. Well, I think there'd be a few nerves uh, from the entire field, regardless of the wild cards. We'll talk about the wild cards in a second, but the, the bubble burners, boys, uh, the guys who are uh, rated, you know, 21, 22 and tied for 21st and 22nd, sorry. Uh, Keanu is seeing Michelle Perez and, and Sebastian Zietz, who's actually 24th at the moment, but can still qualify. Um, local boy, former Triple Crown winner. Uh, he's got what it takes. Then you've got Michelle Perez, comes from you know Tahiti, knows how to ride the barrel. Then you got Keanu Singh, who um, you know probably should have backed himself in a few QS events early on in the season. I made mention to that in one of our previous yeah. shows. It, it could cost him his spot on on the uh, World World Surf League um, tour. Um, you know, three classy surfers, guys. They they got to be feeling the nerves, wouldn't you think? I'd say so. I reckon Keanu would be the most nervous. To be honest, because he's the closest to getting through. I mean, Michelle, but Michelle probably. He's got a few injuries. He's got a few injuries this year too. I dare say he's maybe still carrying injury. Will that potentially get him a get him into next season anyway? Um, yeah, he could go for the injury wild card. He's probably got a good case for it. Um, it's, that's a funny one you bring up because um, Matt Banting's actually been injured for half oh, the yeah. year, and if Michelle went for the injury wild card. Banting wouldn't get it. What about, yeah. what about Jordy? Yeah. You've got Jordy there. So yeah. you've got three guys, and it, there's two spots. Yeah. So they got two injury Well, Jordy's going to get one over Banting. Yeah. So it's funny because uh, Michelle actually said, hey, Matt, I'm not going to go for the injury spot. I'm actually going to try and requalify. Wow. I'm going to go as high as I can to requalify just so you can get back on because I don't believe it's fair that so like, you've been it? injured all year. Why is, why, is, why is it that he's getting um, preference over Matt? Um, just because he's already proven himself a yeah. WCT yeah. competitor. Uh, so, you know, he's won events. Matt's only done four events. It'll come no, down to no. it'll come down to politics. <laughs> as it up. as it always does. Look, I think the the box seat goes to Sebastian Seabass. Yeah. He's performed there in the past, mate. He, he rips there, but he first round is against Mick Fanning. But and then, the and other wild card. If you've got Mick and Bruce in that heat. Mick is going to be shaking like nothing on earth. You know what, Will? It, you, you, we, you were on the same page, even though you're about 600 kilometers away, because that, for me, is if Bruce is in that heat, I don't care what wild card it is, that is a heat to watch. Yep. Yep. Because that is going to be, it's going to tell, it's a telltale sign of, of how Mick will perform throughout the rest of the event. And you know the other thing that's got to be in the back of their minds, boys, is that wipeout from Evan Geiselman yesterday. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they all know Pipeline has consequences. But to be so close to it, Mick was right in the thick of things. You know, he's, I mean, I think is there a movie in this? He runs through the footage. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> is there a movie in this thing for this guy? I, I mean, and if there is, rightly so, because, you know, he's helped save a surfer's life. He nearly lost his own life. Um, and now he's, he's in the world title contention, which we will talk about now. The six world title contenders. Well, well I think there's only three. I think there's who, only well, three. Declare who, who have you got. Who are your top three? Because Mick, Mick, yeah. Well, I think that the only, the only three, Mick, Felipe and Adriano, I think the others just need too many results to go their way. That's, okay. I just think that they need too much to go their way to, to take it out. Yeah. I, my, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and say I'm going with Mick. I think Mick, Mick in sizable surf has got an advantage. My dark horse would be Owen Wright. How well, about look, you, Perth? I'm going, yeah, well, obviously I'm hoping for Mick. But uh, I could also see... Medina or D'Souza coming through with it. D'Souza has put in so much time in there. He, he might have got second or third in the um, the WQS there at the start of the year. He charges and he's not going to back down. It's the closest he's ever been. What about you, Will? 
Well, I said it last show, I've got Kelly, the old man of the sea, taking it out and Mick taking the world title. You had Kelly in the final with uh, Bruce Irons, didn't you, Will? I remember. That's it, yep. Well, let's not forget that our good friends at Labbrokes are giving our carve-up listeners the juicy odds of $3. You can get $3 and stick thick with Mick. That's our carve-up promo. <laughs> That's on till midnight tonight, Tuesday night, Australian Eastern Standard Time. I'm on. Oh, good on you, Ladbrokes. Get on it. Three bucks. Three bucks. He's $1.80 now. I got a lazy fiver. Get on. <laughs> get on when the show's finished. Yeah. Don't forget. No, we should thank uh, Troy McDonald and the team at Labbrokes for that. It's been, um, it's been received pretty well. I know, Shooter, you've uh, thrown... Very considerable amount of money on it. <laughs> You'll have a little lash at it, mate. We'll see how we go. There might be a beer in it for all of us if he gets up. So, um, but no, we've had some feedback from Troy, and he said there's, you know, there's been some good. Uh, it's been a few people opening up accounts and taking that three dollar megabit. So, it's yeah. good. Was Hopefully, there, there'll be some more in the future. There's a triple X offer as well. There's a triple X offer. You have to ring Troy directly to get the uh, the triple X deal. The, the people that have opened their accounts would already be part of the triple X offer. Just that we can't speak about it over. The radio. Now, what about the other uh, wild cards? We've talked about Bruce Irons. We know, well, we don't know who the other two. Obviously, they're going to be two Hawaiians who, from the trials, I dare say, today. Wade Carmichael, who was unfortunately needed one more heat and would have qualified for the CT. Will they have much say in what goes on, boys? Oh, the Hawaiians? Will they have much say? (laughs) You think? Well, I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) When do they not? I mean, it's their backyard and that's, you know, it's like, some things will never change, unfortunately. I th- I think there needs to be a, a body of, of people in regards to making these types of decisions. You look at, you know, I'm born, born and bred there, right? So, but I'm not afraid to say that um, sometimes I hate politics. I, I, I think there needs to be an impartial body of people that don't give a shit about where you're from, what you do, and, and, and be part of that decision-making process. Because I think there's... It, there's a lot of unfairness to surfers who deserve to be there. Um, you know, I'm fans of those surfers. I'm not going to put any names out there, but they're not Hawaiians. And I think that they've earned their right um, to be in those events. So Wade Carmichael's come through by way of being the current Triple Crown Raiders leader. leader. Um, what do you think about that? Perth, what, what are your, what's your feelings on that? I'm quite surprised he got that caller because a few years ago when I was actually in the running for that Triple Crown spot, um, I, I was told, you're not a Hawaiian, you're not getting in. That's plain and simple. Even if you do end up leading the Triple Crown ratings going into pipe, you won't be in. Well, I remember last year there was a bit of uh, drama between uh, Fast Eddie and the, and the powers that be at WSL. If you remember, he uh, was challenging them to get more Hawaiians into this this leg of the tour. I know, Will, you've got an idea in relation to the Triple Crown being all CT events. Well, I'd love to see it go back to that because it was such a prestigious thing. And it's, you know, the QS guys can only do two of them. A lucky couple get into pipe. I'd just love to see it back to the days when Kong was winning the Triple Crowns, when Sonny was. It's really the the home of surfing and it would be such a bigger thing to see. Shmoo? Yeah, sorry, I fell asleep. <laughs> Is that you talking, oh, Will? a bit harsh on poor Wilbur <laughs> up there. I can get on a plane too, mate. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, look, uh, I don't know. I'm lost. What about you, Perth? Um, well, I don't want it to go that way because I love surfing those two waves. And, um, you know, it's rad because it's just a sick end to the year and you get to pretty much verse the CT guys in it. So it gives hey, you a good actually, little standing on it. Actually, what I'm suggesting, it. guys, is having the trials to them like the old days. In so the, the whole, QS guys can go in it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Why, yeah. why not? I mean, even if it... If it's held over a, a different period 
of of the Triple Crown or or you know before the Triple Crown or going into next year. There's still great waves in January and February. I know it's a long time between then and you know the the actual event in December, but I mean if it opens up the field, you know to the Hawaiians showcasing their skills out at Pipeline, which they have plenty of, and some internationals who have just as much skill. Why not? I mean, you know, what's it going to hurt? And, and may the, may the best, best you, you might want to get them win. splinters out your ass for just sitting on the fence there, Shmoo. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you just bag Bill and you hop, you hop yeah, straight no. on. No, I, I, I honestly didn't hear what you were saying, to be honest. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not on the fence. I, I, I think that, you know, it should, like everywhere else, should be opened up to the best surfers that qualify for, for any trials. It could be Hawaii, it could be Trestles, it could be Portugal for all I care. As long as the best at, surfers are in the, there. The WSL showreel for Pipeline, it's one of the most exciting little bits of 30 seconds of surfing with the kettle drums and the trombones blaring. <laughs> you, you drop Brazil and you drop Portugal and you chuck on Haliva and Sunset, man, you, your fan base is going to go through the roof. I'm all for dropping Brazil right off the map. <laughs> there goes 20 million. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, look, it, you know, that, that, that conversation's been had. It's it's come and gone. To be honest, I mean that that just to me it's a bit unfair to, to as much as I would like them to be CT events because they're world class ways. It, you know, it, it, then you're just really closing down the market, aren't you, for Hawaii? And and one, it would never fly with the Hawaiians, and two, it, it probably would never fly with the international surfers because they want to go there and compete. I definitely wouldn't, just because it's it's such a sick little pressure cooker those last two events, the guys on the bubble, and it usually goes down to the top 50 to get you to qualify. Like, people from so far back, Dusty did it last year from 110th, qualified in yep. two events. And you know what, Perth, I, I love, that's one thing I loved about watching the, the two lead-up events too. I love watching guys like Stu Kennedy and some of the guys, some, Carmichael. Of the, some of the backmarkers coming through and, and, and getting, having a good run and having a good chance to qualify. And, you know, there, there, there's some names there that, you know, Stu Kennedy's been battling away as well for, for years. He's been very close. A few times, he's probably the closest he's ever, he's ever been. But you just see some blokes when it, you know when it's time to stand up, they stand up and be counted, and it's good well, that they're getting the opportunity. Hey Perth, do you think that the CT guys should be in it? Um, I do. It's their option; they can enter if they want. I know some people on the CT have reasons why they don't do it, but I think they should just sort of bite the bullet and do it. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, uh, we're going to let that one ponder a little bit in the uh, minds of our listeners, and we're going to go to a short break. We'll come back with more of the Carpet Surf Show. Stay with us.
about that classic track here on the Car Up Show from the Sprung Monkeys from one of Taylor Steele's good old uh, Surf Flicks Momentum. Talking about Sprung. Now, Sprung Monkeys, I just want to talk about Sprung. Now, listen, you've been missing from the uh, Car Up Show the last couple of episodes, mate, and there was, there's been wild rumours flying around that you were um, somewhere up on the Gold Coast for school this week getting around in one of those fluoro... <laughs> Fluoro vest. Now, is there any, condoms. Mate, what's, what, what, what were you doing up there? Because there's some, there's been some wild accusations getting thrown around, and I want to know. Seriously, a father of a teenager up at schoolies, it did happen. Right? Yeah. That was me, but I was there for work. I worked at schoolies. What were you doing? I was doing uh, events promotions. So you set a stall up in the mosh pit, is that correct? Correct. <laughs> correct. It was right in the middle of the mosh pit. And I tell you what, there was 40,000 revelers, and they were all under the age of 18, and it was fantastic. No, I was uh, I was away. I missed you guys. You just was, hold the uh, phone. The uh, the fa- hold the phone. <laughs> the phone's ringing. It looks like uh, we might have our special guest, Chad Spivers, on the line. Chad, are you with us? Yeah, guys, man, wasn't that great? Talk about sprung monks, man. The other day I looked in this paper, it said this thing, you want to be on dancing on ice. Man, I went to the wrong house. This park place lady I've been up for about two weeks. Had to get straight <laughs> in the water. Called my friend Dave Wassel. Wassel, what a guy. I love his eyes. We did the SUP, the SUP, paddle all the way over to Pihar to, 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 to Joris, call it what you will. And there I was putting my suit on. Some damn fools filled it up with helium. I got <laughs> over to Molokai, landed straight in the damn the people with the leprosy. So that's why I couldn't get into the Circle Polar Wars. I've been getting scrubbed down. Now, listen, Chad, mate, the, the, the goings on over there in uh, Maui yesterday were amazing. But as you said there, you, uh, you were caddying for Dave Wassel. Now, Dave took a, a pretty heavy wipeout in the, uh, the early round there. How is he? Dave's fine, man. All I had to do was get some Ohihini oil and just rub it in his back. Four hours with Alan Solo and his calf muscles, Ken Bradshaw doing his armpits. We had that kid back <laughs> out there. Uh, Chud Shmoo here. How you going, buddy? Hopefully you're uh, enjoying the the island treatment over there. I saw you yesterday. I believe it was you. you. Hopefully you can confirm this. There was footage of you driving that ski when you actually got flicked off by that uh, – when you're trying to rescue, I don't know who it was. might have been Dave. Uh, was that you? Dead right there, Shmoo. You know my style. I used to be an MC, as in motorcycle rider. When I, I used to do time on the Mexican border. So for me, getting back on the aqueous bike was like, you know, a chicken with its head off. It had been too long. I went straight down on pearls. Mate, look, some of the equipment they're using over there, Chad, at the moment is just like state of the art. And I know you're responsible for some of these, um, some of these gadgets and that that they're using, like uh, the the flipper te- techniques, and some breathing techniques, and some of these vests, mate. Um, how have the service responded to that, mate? And um, you must be in high demand over there at the moment. Yeah, and the guys, I'm I'm on line all night. They go, Chad, what have you got? I'm a little bit like Q out of 007. They say, what can you toward us this year? We've got the yellow helicopter. Give us something, an underwater ladder. I want to get a camera angle. We want to go in. We got drones. I got cameras in trees and coconuts. You name it. All right, Chad. So, yeah, big surf yesterday. Massive uh, win for Billy Kemper, the, the Maui local. Um, could you see that coming? Did you think that the, the, the locals were going to dominate as much as they did? Well, when I've been doing my Pua Uaini meditations, Billy Kemper, I like to call him Billy Ed Kemper, named after the serial killer. He <laughs> came in hard and the kid took it apart. He laid claim to that. Now, finally, Chad, before we let you go, celebrations would have went long into the night over there in Maui. How did you uh, celebrate with the team? Well, look, 
you know, I wanted to go in and get a little bit dusty with the guy on the red carpet. But, man, once I went to the ICU and just got all scrubbed down, I just had to sit down with a couple of nurses, just smoke a couple of joints and say, hey, ladies, I'm back on the island. <laughs> Outstanding. Now, listen, I know we're all going to wind down and, um, you know, uh, enjoy the Christmas break, mate, and the festive season. Is there a little uh, a little uh, Mrs. Spivens, a little lady in your life, mate, that you're going to be sharing your Christmas break with? Look, I'd love to, but sharing my heart is just too big. I gotta run down. I gotta see a whole line of them. Just give them high fives and rub some chud on. Well, Chad, look, we've enjoyed your commentary all throughout the season, and mate, hopefully next year we'll, you'll be back bigger and better. And we look forward to talking to you throughout 2016. It's been great having you on the show, Chad. Love you, Chad. Yeah, Chad. What an amazing end of the year, guys! Thanks so much. Love the cover. You. There you go, the one and only Chud Spivens. Well, boys, uh, we're just going to wrap things up here. Uh, look, it's uh, it's all to play for for those uh, guys in contention. I suppose final word, Shooter? Mate, it, exactly what you said, it's all to play for, and it could all be to play for first day, first day of the competition tomorrow. We could see some – I mean, they're going to obviously go right through round one, but, I mean, this first day or two could shape – literally shape the, the world title race. Yeah, classic pipeline uh, is in store for the next couple of days. Uh, one day might looking like it might be a little too big there for pipe. Another big west northwest swell coming. Uh, and I, I tell you what, boys, um, our friends at Ladbrokes. Yeah, giving, stick stick thick with Mick. We're yeah, sticking thick. Stick thick with, with Mick. Uh, Three dollars. Uh, that's playing some good good dollars. Uh, back that one. Uh, thanks to our friends at Ladbrokes. But guys, in all honesty, I think experience will prevail. I think Mick Fanning will take the title. It'll be his fourth. That would be that would and be outstanding. That will uh, well mirror MR's four world yeah. titles, and uh, um, I think if there's anyone that's going to be a dark horse in these these big conditions, it could be um, Owen Wright if all the uh, stars align in his favor. I, I tell you what, that guy he, he's not afraid of having a crack. Well, mate, I just hope everything everything works out well. I mean, we've got we've got the Aussies on the bubble of qualifying, and I just hope that they can, you know, Stu Kennedy can force his way in there by um, by way of Miguel Pupo or. Goloha getting a good result. That'd be great to see because I think he deserves a spot. Yeah, and that's about all we've got. I want to thank Per Stanley for uh, spending a bit of time with us in here today as well as uh, Will Weber. And boys, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks or, you know, maybe a week just to wrap things up for uh, season 2015. That's right, boys. Uh, good uh, good show and, uh, well, good luck to all the competitors at the Billabong Pipeline Masters, boys. That's about it for, from us here at the Carve-Up. Go, Mick. Stick, stick thick with Mick. Stick and thick. You. Oh, how's it, everybody? Harry Hukilas coming to you live from Hawaii. Going to give you the surf report for the Billabong Pipe Master stuff tomorrow. Uh, the boys bringing out the big guns. Yeah, we like those big guns. Because going to be some big surf over there at the pipeline. They're going left tomorrow. I like that left side because it's more ono, yeah? So everyone, make sure they pay attention uh, to the incoming surf because it's going to be so powerful, yeah? I like the powers. So everyone enjoy the first day of the contest. It's going to be so exciting. And Harry Hukala will come talk to you later. Aloha.